Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Happy New Year's lovers. On today's show, we're focusing on better sex and dating practices for the new year. I've got fellow blogger and podcaster Jessa Hinton. Her podcast is Anything Goes with Jessa Hinton, and she's in the studio to talk about all things love, sexuality, toys, and more. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. To Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can check out all of our podcasts, our blogs, our videos. We update, th- we update that goddamn site every day. Oh, and we have a new website, like launching this moment. Mm-hmm. So check that out as well. And sign up for our mailing list because we give really good emails. And um, I love you all. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. And I'm here with Menace. Hello. Hi. It has uh, been a while I know. since we've been together. And There's last so time I saw you recorded the live show, which was amazing, by the way. Thank that you. It was so much fun. Thank you. I know. Uh, I'm really glad I was just having, you know, a few panic attacks beforehand. Oh, yeah. I was there to witness it. I know. Cause... I was in the green room. I was nervous because mm-hmm. I was giving like a monologue. Yeah. <laughs> so Menace gets there. So hi, Jessa. So Jessa and Dan. Just five minutes. Jess is awesome. She Jess is hot. She's got a new podcast at Podcast One. You you usually sit in this chair. Probably. I do. <laughs> and um, you're amazing. So feel free to jump in in time because we're going to get to all of your stuff as well. And um, but we need to, so ten years in podcasting. Congratulations. Thank you. We like started the very first year of podcasting, which was weird and amazing. Uh-huh. Who knew what the hell it would be? But we also did a live show on CBS six months after. I got a live show on CBS Radio, and I met Menace. He was working there. Hello. Hello. Hi. And uh, that's Menace, Jessa. And, um, yeah, so I did a live show to commemorate it at the Improv, and I was nervous because I was doing a monologue, like a 30-minute monologue. And in my mind, well, it was supposed to be 20, but it was 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to memorize it. Da, da, da. But then, like, I'm a procrastinator, and I have intense anxiety around that. And then it was, like, last minute. We're in the green room, like, 10 minutes before the show, and my papers are fine because I couldn't memorize I yeah. didn't memorize it. I had no parts. <laughs> and Menace was just like – Trying to be nice and supportive, but then he just kept getting on his I phone. Just kept, well, I just kept on getting annoyed. I'm like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And then after the 10th, uh, you know, panic attack, I was over it. You know, and then you're Gary, that's be such okay. a guy thing to do. Huh? Right. Oh. Like, he's like, not yeah, you're going to be okay. Why? Yeah. Because if I can sit there and console her the entire time. He's not it's a gonna make, it's he's gonna not, make. He's not. He's not. I don't go for. It's a gonna make absolutely zero difference. She's still gonna have the same type of mood. So who right. cares? Sometimes we rather, just need you to listen. Yeah. And just be she had enough in. people around there listening to no, her. No, and then Gary Busey, uh, oh, Busey yeah. walked in. Yeah, it was very random. It was such Gary, a random he's night. random. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hi. He's like, are you the sex girl? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go do my whole yeah. life downstairs. Yes, hi. <laughs> yeah, she's in the middle of a panic, panic attack. And then so we're at the Hollywood Improv. And uh, here comes Gary Busey just walking up the stairs into the room. Yep. And, and it was like, pretty funny. And then yeah. Dr. Drew was there. He was very kind of unsupportive, too. He's like, Emily, don't worry. It's a very forgiving room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. They're going to forgive me for fucking up. Thank you very much. It was great. But I think my favorite mo- uh, moment of the night, I don't want to give away too much. but Oh, yeah. The live. I- okay. If you guys want to hear it, everyone's like emailing us. Uh-huh. It's coming out uh, in a few days. July, yeah. d- January 5th. Yeah. 
And the uh, podcast will be the live show. My favorite moment is a very a long, long time emailer uh, came Listener. to the show and we put him on stage and that was absolutely amazing. Jamal, because yeah. he was actually ser- serving in the military and he'd been emailing us for five, mm-hmm. six, seven years. Yeah, all the time. Like he's from he was in Iraq, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he was he'd always email us, we'd always answer him. Jamal, we give him shout outs, and then in the middle of the show, so I got through the monologue, thank God, and then we're just sitting there. I'm like, what are we doing with the podcast? Because I hadn't thought about it, but. <laughs> Yeah. It was funny. And it was, you, you were awesome, though. Thank you. Oh, thank and you and Anderson you. were there. Anderson's my other co-host. They never met, so that's weird because I do two different shows. That was <laughs> another drama. Not drama, but interesting mm-hmm. collusion. Mm-hmm. That's a word. Come togetherness. Anyways. So then. She doesn't care about all our stories. So, so, so. Um, <laughs> what happened? And she does. She, yeah, yeah. she looks super oh, okay. interesting. I'm the newbie, so I'm learning right, okay. as we're talking. She looks really interested. So then <laughs> we're sitting there in the middle and. Madison, producer Madison, brings up questions from the audience, and one's from Jamal. And I thought it was like fate. I'm like, Jamal's here? No way. And then he came up on stage, and it was great. It was super cool. It was a cool. beautiful night. You have to hear it. Check out the show. Totally. So, um... Uh, let me ask you about the holidays, though. Did you go anywhere? No. No. I tried right. to. I thought about it. But yeah. I just really, like, hung out, meditated, just did chill. nothing. Yeah, you know, when you're Jewish, it's like, thank God no one's going to bother me for a few days. Because you're all up in the trees and stuff. I can do nothing and not care. Is the guy you're dating, is he Jewish? No. No? No, but he Ooh. went home to see his family. Ooh. How disappointed mm-hmm. was your mother to she find out? She didn't care. And okay. she's like, he's a doctor, and he's not Jewish. Damn. Oh. No, almost, she didn't care. Almost. She didn't care at all. My mom's chill. She's just like, I'm just glad you like someone for a while. Oh, jeez. But you'd be really proud of me. Um, I actually, so, Jessica, I want to know how you feel about it. Because you're in a relationship, right? Yes. Okay. So, and how long have you been with your boyfriend? Very new. Two months. Oh, okay. So it's new. Yes. Yeah, that is new. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. That's good to talk about. So I, um, I've been dating for like a year on and off, but we haven't been. We guess we've been committed for a few months, and I'm not a huge committer, like at all. Open relationships, mm-hmm. not really great. But I actually, he's someone mm-hmm. I actually really like. And one of my issues, which I wasn't even going to talk about, but I'm looking at you going, okay, I should, mm-hmm. is that women like comp. Like I like compliments. So how do you feel about that? Do you? I actually am not good at receiving them at all. Oh, I you're think, not? Yeah, I call my boyfriend. He compliments me all the time, and I say he's full of shit. It's actually something I need to work on. Wow, really? So he's yeah. always like, you look hot, baby. You're yeah, right. and I'm like, it'll be with no makeup on, too. I'm like, you're fucking lying. Like, no, don't but lie you're to me. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm not, well, I give a lot, but I'm not right. good at uh, receiving them at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, well, I like them. They make me feel really good. Mm-hmm. I just like to, every once in a while, like, I put effort in. Uh-huh. And so I said to him, I've said, listen, I... It just once in a while you could like just say, you know, hey, you look good. Mm-hmm. You look hot. Like, you know, and if even if you don't think oh, it, maybe you could just say it. <laughs> so you told them that? I did. Dude, oh, I'm getting geez. so good at communicating, which is what I talk about and, all the time is communicate. Like, sure. Communication is <laughs> a lubrication, but yet. What was his, re- <laughs> what was his response He just that? looked at me. I said, listen, maybe you're like Menace. Menace <laughs> thinks. <laughs> I said, you were in our conversation. Yeah, yeah. I said, Menace thinks that you can't tell bitches what they, you know, <laughs> If you say to them, you look hot all the time, they already know it, and they're just going to think that they have you wrapped around the finger, which is uh-huh. stupid. Which is and so, absolutely true. If that's but the reason ahead. why you're not telling me, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So tell me. Uh-huh. And then, but maybe you're not thinking that. Just tell me anyway. So that's how we And had then the he said, do you understand you know who you're with? Like, that's my lifeblood. I need compliments. Yeah, and that's because I'm so eat. insecure. Just I just live off of compliments. Just makes me feel good. So I'm having good relationship conversations. So That's it's, awesome it's that I'm in them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a don't, though. Oh, a don't. Okay. Here's what not to do. Okay. So that was fun. Um, how about your the holidays? Uh, great. Um, I went to New Orleans. Well, I went to San Francisco first. Went to New Orleans and then um, 
Belize, Honduras, and uh, Mexico a few times. You can check it all it's out. It's crazy. On my Instagram right now. You're just a crazy traveler. Instagram.com well, slash what? A menace. Sorry. I'll say my other radio <laughs> show. Hashtag the Woody show. Slow the <laughs> Hashtag follow. <laughs> In the new year. Happy new year, everyone. Okay, everybody. I need to tell you one thing. This toy I need to tell you about has been a game changer for my life. And so many of you have jumped on the intensity train. So we actually did a podcast on it called Sex Exploring a New You. And I know that I always talk about products that are going to improve your sex life and change your life and all that, but this one truly did. It's not just sexually, but it has extreme health benefits as well. It's a twofer. It's a sex toy and a genius health invention. It actually does your Kegel exercises for you, which are so important to your uh, stronger pelvic floor. You don't sneeze. You don't pee. You have more orgasms. And I know you all know that it's important to your Kegel exercises to have a strong pelvic floor, but nobody remembers to do them. Nobody does them correctly. And this toy does it for you. It looks like a rabbit vibrator, but no, you actually put inside you, you put this electrostimulation gel, which might sound, ooh, stimulation, it actually feels really good, and you do it every day for 10 minutes for a month, and then after that, just maintenance, and then your pelvic floor, you pelvic floor muscles of steel. Check out the intensity by Pormoi, that's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com. Pleasure with the purpose. Um, so this is one more thing I have to mention because I know I'm just going to forget this because I just want to get all into Jessa here and all mm-hmm. of us is that January 16th and 17th in Los Angeles at the Universal Hilton Hotel, there's the Sexual Health Expo and it is the fourth one we've done in the last year. The mm-hmm. first one was last January and we took it all over the country and it's the leading sex educators in the country for two days talking, like teaching workshops, like little mini one hours, and then like the latest and greatest sex toys. And then I think Menace and I are going to be there doing a live. I'll be there doing a live show. Yeah. I'm not sure about Menace. There's something with my work that I might have to be in New York, but they haven't told me the date yet. So if I don't have to be in New York, I will be there with you. I was just going to say. I mean, she'll be a thousand times better than me anyways. (laughs) We'll we'll talk after. Um, But um, you guys, if you want to go, to the expo, email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Tell me why you want to go, and we'll give you a ticket. Each one is good for two people. So email us. Sweet. And we'll let you know about that. So, um, hi, Jessa. Hello. How are you? No, tell us good. all about you. Tell us all about you and your new, in your podcast. Um, I love it. I think we just recorded our 16th episode. Congratulations. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Podcast One. Um, yeah, pretty much is anything goes. So we talk a lot about sex and relationships. Um, and I'm no expert, so it's actually nice to sit here because sometimes I feel like I'm fucking crazy. Um, but then I'll get fans that like write in like, no, I think that too. Yeah. Um, so being very open-minded, I understand with your whole committing thing, that was my issue. Really? Um, but being open-minded, I feel that I can touch base with a lot more open-minded people. It's just people aren't really comfortable coming out first and saying like, oh, well, I this turns me on or, you know, I hate when my boyfriend does this until I say something. They're like, that's me too. Right. You, so, give, them, you give them the freedom. You make them feel comfortable that there's someone else out there like them. Who's pretty much, yeah. It. And I, yeah, when I started, I was not the expert and I still sometimes I'm like, really, you know, but I, sometimes I just felt like if you, if something's true to you and you just say it, like there's going to be other people who are you know, aligned. So vibing. They are. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're vibing with that. So it's at, so Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's at Jessa Hinton. We'll yes, get ma'am. that out of the way. J-E-S-S-A-H-I-N-T-O-N. And then your podcast, Anything Goes with Jessa Hinton. So, uh, wait, yeah. what's your background? Where are you from? Uh, born and raised here, actually. Oh, really? I lived really? in Vegas a few oh. years. Um, yeah. And just recently got into, I guess, the industry um, later on. Playboy had found me um, at 27, which is like grandma years for right. Playboy. Yeah. Because um, you were that hot. And just had a kid. 
And just wow. got, yeah, just got uh, me and my husband separated. So it was kind of like the year of me, like kind of wow, like just good. coming into my mm-hmm. own. And throughout like my adolescence, I was more of a tomboy. I played with more G.I. Joes than Barbies. I never really owned being a woman as much as I do now. I still dress like this. I don't really uh-huh. care. But when I did Playboy, that kind of like opened doors as far as like, okay, well, once in a while I can get dressed up and get the compliments, you know, and, and feel like a, a lady. But that was one of the biggest things that I've done was Playboy, and I'm grateful for them, and I just right. do a lot of other things now. And your big thing was that you were the first bisexual playmate. Correct. Mm-hmm. Pat, would yeah. you think that there would have been a bisexual playmate before? What year was Everybody it? is bisexual with Patron or oh, yeah. vodka. That's what I always Dude, say. Dude, you've been saying that for 10 it's years. It's very true. And you know what's weird is um, <laughs> even my Tequila's most- Tequila is the female Viagra. Yeah. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah, it is. Like, that's true. Finally, the one thing that you yeah. say that I agree with so far has been this. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. <laughs> um, no, a lot of girls claim to be bisexual, but haven't had emotional uh, relationships with women. They've had sexual relationships, but I could see myself settling down with a woman the same as I could with a man. Um, that being said, some of the women that I've been into have either been bi as well, so they've kind of went more of the, the male road, okay. or they've been crazier than most men that I've dated. So right. with Playboy, I think I like actually made out with a bunch of playmates at the parties. And again, I was sober. Mm-hmm. They were drunk. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Are you sober now? Are you still sober? I am sober. Okay. Yes. So it's you didn't even need the tequila. No, no, no. When I hook up, it's because I want to. Right, not exactly. Mm-hmm. That, so are you are you still bisexual? Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I yeah, mean, very so much you so. and your partner, you're got your so mm-hmm. your new boyfriend mm-hmm. of two months. Yes, very new. Um, and so, how did you meet him? Actually, uh, through Instagram. What no. the last few relationships <laughs> that I've had that have been serious have been from social media. And he gets really? so mad that I say it because it sounds no, stupid. No, that's, how, that's the way No, the that's world. how people are meeting these days. But it's, it's Especially very, when you don't have time to yeah. go out and date. Like, I don't I don't have time. So yeah. I saw a picture of him and I was like, he's hot. I knew somebody that, thank you. I knew somebody that knew him and I said, hey, what's his deal? She forgot to tell me his age. So I clicked <laughs> with him right away. And uh, within the first few dates, he had mentioned something because he's from um, Iran. And he had mentioned something that when he came over here, um, they called him Borat in junior high. And I'm like, junior high, Borat? I'm like, how old are you? And he goes, how old do you think? I'm like, I don't know, 29, 30, because I'm 31. Right. He goes, no, younger. And I'm like, how young? And he goes, I'm 22. And I was like, check, please. Like, right. really? And I couldn't help it. Like, he's very mature for his age, for even a 30-year-old. So we just kind of kept going. And I don't ever run into the age issue unless I'm telling people our right. age. Besides yeah. that, I, I see no difference in age. So. Right. Okay. That's good. That's good. So so it's vibing. You're right. Age it, is only a number. Yeah. And it's very rare, though. It, it all checks out, too, online because, you know, what people put online is what they – Right. Because you thought he was yeah. cute on, on Instagram, mm-hmm. but maybe he's, you know, a douchebag. I was expecting done. that, and I was okay with that because I just got a, out of a very serious relationship. So I was looking kind of for the rebound, and he was so pretty. So I'm like, oh, he's going to be an idiot. And I was hoping <laughs> – like, safe. Right. I was hoping for that, yeah. and our dinner turned into – a three-hour dinner and we hung out almost every single day since but it was the committing like do I want to commit right now I just got out of a relationship and I wanted to just date and be open and I was dating a girl at the time I was dating another guy at the time and it kind of just like fell into place where we're like well we don't really want to fuck anybody else wow so then you guys are just fucking each other now yes Mm -hmm. so what about do you think eventually you might open up and want to like bring another woman in or he's not into that 
No, his his culture. He doesn't understand. You know, what's weird is he found a toy in my room. And he, first of all, toys for him is like, why do you need it? Right. And for me, I'm 31. I've had lots of toys. Um, and so it's kind of to stroke his ego and be like, it's you're fine. It's just sometimes I want different or sometimes I just want to take care of myself. But to, to him, he doesn't understand how females can have sex. He doesn't get it. Um, right. He's younger, so I, maybe not as many partners. Um, I think also the culture, you know, being right. from Iran. Oh I my mean, God. He understands because we live in Los Angeles and he understands um, homosexuality, but I think he understands more guys and why they, mm-hmm. he doesn't, he thinks girls are confused, I believe, uh, when they hook up. So that being said, I've never really had a threesome. I don't think I've ever really wanted to. Okay. Um, and out of all my friends, they thought I'd be the first one yeah. too. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a very selfish lover. Like when I'm with somebody and I'm with them committed, like that's mine and I'm theirs. And I, and I like that about myself. That being said, I don't think in the future, if I was in a marriage for 10 years, maybe I need to spice it up. I'm not right. throwing it out of the window. Exactly. But for right now, there's no, there's no interest And the sex is good, really good with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the toys? Yeah, that's the one thing. It's like if I go to reach in my drawer, he's just like, no, like why? And I'm just like, fuck. So it kind of kills the mood a little bit. Right. Um, See, don't it, but you should just put it on his balls and be like, oh, that feels good. Oh, I've tried. Like the one thing that we've, I don't know if he's going to kill me for saying this. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> is we have the um, the ring with the, you put it on. Cock ring. Yeah, yeah, with the vibrating. Yeah. That's the one thing to where he's like, okay, like that's That's a that's good fine. gateway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the easing mm. in, but he won't go with me to a sex store. He feels weird going in there. Right. Um, but the girl that I used to date, I was the first girl that she had slept with. Okay. So it was kind of like the the female crush. If I were to ever hook up with a girl, it'd be you. And we actually fell for each other. Um, and we were all about like toys and trying this. And I felt kind of cool because I got to show her like the different right. things that I've tried. Um, so it went from one extreme to the other. Like to, I was just dating her and to going like, hey, I really want to go to a sex store, this and that. Right. And you just go, no, like why? Like he's, <laughs> he doesn't go to strip clubs. Like he's a great right. guy. But when it comes sexually later on, I feel like we would need to really have a Absolutely, talk. Absolutely, yeah. Because right now first, we're cool, but the first few months is always the two yeah. months are the best. Like mm-hmm. six months are the best. Unfortunately, I mean it's true. Things can go a year, six months to a year. You <laughs> might want to spice it up. So it's not that you require toys then to have orgasm. Or, I mean, do you? I mean, it's e- he knows it's way easier for me to, it, when I use a toy. Um, and I just watched a bit of uh, Cat Williams where he says, like, we're fucking up our vaginas because we're taking the little bullets and stuff to our clit and we can get off in 20 seconds. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, harder for the junior. She's like, come on, I could have used my toy. And it is true. That's the what more I've been that saying I, for years. The more that Best I... Best guest ever. <laughs> she's not... I know, I do. I do, honestly. I do think, like, a dude way more than I, than I do a female. Yeah. And that's an issue, too, within a relationship that I have to work on. I do but, know I think I could do, amazing. too. So, so I would rather, and this is sad, like, I would rather take care of myself within the five minute mark before I have to go to to work or go run errands then block out a half an hour an hour of trying to get off like for me personally it it does make more sense that sucks and I do love the the emotional connection that I have with the guy but I mean I've definitely faked it to get it over with I've definitely with him no not with him okay but in the in the past um and it's also I've the whole I have a headache. Like I feel like mm-hmm. so cliche. I have a headache. Right. Like, no, I didn't have a headache. It's just I knew I wasn't going to get off because I had a stressful day. It just wasn't going to happen. Well, so I don't want to. I don't want to fake it for you. So I'm just not going to do it. Right. So then you just don't orgasm with them, but you're happy about your connection. I think eventually Correct. you're going to might have to bring. Well, I like that you're using the cock ring because that has a little clitoral. It has the vibrator on it that can hit your clitoris. Yeah. He's yeah, very – younger guys, too, I found – well, this is oh, – I have only a one exception. Um, he's very eager, like, and he has, like, the great stamina, which is awesome. 
but he he's so cute he goes i don't think i've ever like made love like he doesn't because for him he's 22 he's never really been in like a super serious relationship um and he goes can you teach me and I'm like, I don't, I, you can't teach how to make love. No. You can, we have great sex and, and we definitely are emotionally connected. But when you make love to somebody, it's very different. And I, like, I was going to sit there and be like, watch Meet Joe Black or watch, right. you know, all of these like rom-coms or these like sappy emo uh, movies, but you still can't fake it. So he's such a good guy and I want so much for us. It's just, it's only time will tell. Right, exactly. And how would you describe making love? I, it's hard. No, I, because I've been talking, it's like intimacy. It's looking, you know, looking each other's eyes, connecting, touching. Or maybe I, you're just in love and then you're making love when you're not. Well, because he said, he goes, how do you not, because it's very passionate. When we have sex, it's passionate. And I, I couldn't think about how to like break it down. But he goes, how is this not making love when you love the other person? I'm like, and again, he goes, so you've made love to other people. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, wow, it was just such a like, like buzzkiller after <laughs> sex. Because he goes, how is this not making love? I'm like, well, it's not. And he goes, well, this, you know, shitty. Like, you you know what that is. And like, you can't tell me. The first thing I would have said is speed. I don't feel like it's making love when you're fucking like Jack, Jack Hammer. Hammer. Like, that's Jack not Hammer to me. Jack Hammer is anti-love. Exactly. Right. Um, like, we look in each other's eyes. The passion is there. But it, it, it's this feeling that you cannot explain. And that's what's such a shitty thing. You could love somebody and be in love with somebody. The sex might be off or just like it, it was passionate but more rough. So you're just like, well, we had great sex. But right. if somebody were to ask me, did you guys just make love? It would have been like, no, that's right. not what that was. Exactly. No, I get it. Well, he'll, he'll learn. I mean, what yeah. is great sex to you, though? If you're like, God, that was great sex. What, what would? How would you define that? You know, for me... It's hard. Like I've actually, my, my therapist was actually a, a sex therapist. So I got to talk oh, to awesome. her about everything. Um, and for me, it, it is more of an intimacy issue to where I can have great sex with somebody and just be disconnected. And that's safer for me. And I like that. It's the whole looking into each other's eyes. It's the vulnerability that I'm just like, mm, I'll pass on that. Like right. I'd rather have great sex and ask Comey to leave after than to have you stay and cuddle me, you know, afterwards and stuff. So Great sex to me would be the before, you know, the the foreplay. Hey, no, 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 no. The like us having sex and then you going because <laughs> because I I don't know how to how to handle the after of that. Like I don't know how to handle with him. Like he we basically almost live together, so it's different. But before, no, like I, I never had that where it's you can stay over. I'm going to cook for you and that. It's like no, we did a, so we did a great out a nurturing yeah part of you. Yeah, you want to like nurture him and like take care of him in a way. Could be the age. Could be the age too. Because I have a seven-year-old, so I'm just like. Right. Seven-year-old boy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he lives with you? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you're also a mom. Mm-hmm. How's that for him? Is he? <laughs> That's also another touchy subject. Right. I, I never believed in my 20s about the uh, the clock ticking. I never believed that. And also because I had my son, I felt like I kind of went through that. I got married. I had my son. I'd be okay with not doing that again um, because I already went through it. So when I started, when I turned 30, I would see babies like and, and miss the age of, you know, him being a baby, but not wanting more kids. As soon as I hit 31, it was like something that I kept avoiding. And I was just like, oh, no, you Is don't want nagging? kids. Oh. And I didn't want it because I was comfortable with, with my situation. I was OK with that. Um, but when I hit 31, I was like, why won't this go away? And it became <laughs> such this like, you know, devil and angel on your shoulder. You're just like, no, you don't. But, you know, your body's telling you yes. And that shit is real. It's so like, real. It right? is real. And what I hate it? that. I but hate do you that. Think, so then you're thinking that you do want another one. I definitely do. Okay. Like now, now I do. No matter how much I say I don't, I do want more kids. Um, and I, have you guys seen the movie? Probably not. Nobody's really seen it. Prime with Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, no. yeah. Okay, good. She's basically 37 dating a 23-year-old. And it, the Jewish uh, mother doesn't approve because she's not Jewish. And at the end of the movie, uh, spoiler alert, uh, they date, they fall in love. He offers to give her a kid because she wants one. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, she says, I couldn't do that to you because I love you so much. And they part ways. Um, so for me, that's what I thought. Like, And I wanted to tell him, please watch this. But I'm like, oh, he's going to leave this with a bad feeling. Uh, yeah. But it's something that we can't force age i was 23 when i had my son wow. so i mean i i could tell right. him like i want to keep your youth like as much as possible so your the 20s movie was are- about mm. you're he was too, in the movie like you're too young i don't want to do this to you yet right? yes that's I- pretty much what she, and they had so much passion and love and like their their situation was great to where you root for them but it does make sense to where you want their 20s not to make the same mistake you did but i do tell all my girlfriends like wait till you're 30 because who i was at 20 is very different than who i am now it's so hard to have a kid so you had it so young I yeah mean, it is young. yeah people don't married. realize that you know yeah at 21 i was married wow so it's like with him he tells me he's like you can't talk to me like this because you did the same thing what if somebody told you that and i'm like i wouldn't listen but i'm like right. i want to shake him and yeah. be like don't say that you want something serious right now because this is where you should like he's gorgeous he should be out dating tons of people and then I mean, probably if we talked when he's 30, I'd be already, you know, taken and right. with kids. But for him, there's so much that he should be doing. And if I were him, I would just be doing that. So then you guys are together, but you're also saying, I don't know if this is going to work because I think I'm going to want children. On soon. my end. And he's trying to tell me, well, then we do that. And it's like, well, no, like right. I wouldn't do. And that's exactly what the movie is where wow. he's telling her, like, let me do this. And she's just like. I want it with you, but I can't do that to you. It's only you. been two months, though, so I just wouldn't rush into it. But no, no, no. What happens, oh, yeah. right? But yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're not. You don't want to break somebody's heart and, and make them believe something, and then you just be like, well, you should have saw the red flag. Right. It's like the open communication for me is like, this could happen. So just go, you know, through this with um, eyes open. I tell them it's just day by day. Like, don't right. plan the keep future. Keep talking. Right. And you got to keep talking. Yeah, it's a communication. Is, right. You just and get I, a dog in the meantime. I do have a dog and I hate her. Oh, you do? Why? I do. I know. I She's a teacup shih tzu. I hate her. Oh. Can you can you give her away to a shelter? My, <laughs> son loves, my son loves her way too much. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. nice to her on his behalf, but I really Why? like... Why? Is she just annoying? Or is she just Yeah. Bark? Like, I got her because he asked for a sibling and I said, you get a dog. <laughs> um, and they bonded quickly. Um, but she, when he's not there, she's just... Uh, She's the kind of dog that will look you in the eye while she's shitting on your carpet. Like she's that dog. <laughs> oh my she's God. she's the reason those Sarah McLaughlin videos are fucking <laughs> current right now because there are so many days that it's just like I want you to have one eye. Like I'm just like so right. mad. But the the mother and me and the non animal abuse uh, person that I right. am just like I'm like all right. Well, I'm gonna tell you no and then put you you know in your kennel right. so i do all that bullshit it's like fuck i know you it's know, like a dog right i get it so I no it. i do not want another mm. dog <laughs> right. i'm good no dog no dog i got it i mean maybe yeah. a cat yeah or but no i think that um yeah i think you're you're gonna figure this out that's good so um okay so what else do we have here we have so many other things to talk to you about i want to know so you're in this relationship but can we talk about the um I want to go back to the bisexual thing for a moment. Because sure. I always have, and I, I've hooked up with chicks. I'm, I, I guess that would be bisexual, but not lately. Mm-hmm. I need to, could do that soon at some point again. But what would you say about having sex with women, a woman having sex with a woman that you think that is something that we can impart like to audience, to our listeners, that you have, think that men just don't really understand about being with women, uh, like pleasing women? Like, what is the most misunderstood thing? I think that what a woman can offer that men really can't or they just don't understand how to is the sensuality. Like, I feel like men are more about the jackhammering um, and women are more about being sensual and actually paying attention. And Because I don't think it's women know what women want, but 
it's it's a it's a connection like your girlfriend. You would tell your girlfriend something that you wouldn't tell your guy friend. So it's kind of like you're more into exploring without judgment with a woman than I think you are about or with a guy because the guy's right. ego will get bruised. That being said, the toys and like I would be would more you? open with a girl than right. saying, hey, you want to first date, you want to pull this out. They're going to be like, fuck no. A girl would be like, yeah, yeah bring it. What else what, we got? What are you yeah. waiting for? Right. Yeah. What toys do you like? What are your favorite toys? See, the, the thing for me is I never put anything on the inside. Okay. For two reasons. So basically vibrators on the outside. One. Literal. Yeah, exactly. One, I can't get off on the inside with a toy. It feels so foreign and it's just not, I can't, it's going to sound vulgar. I can't fuck myself like that. Right. It's not for me. Um, and the second thing is, is I was always worried about if I could get myself off, then I would never really want to have sex with a guy. Right. Um, intimacy issues or whatever, where it's like, oh, I'll just no, take care of true. myself. I get it. The clitoral, or I mean, that's the ones that are the most, and that's why you use it during intercourse because most women just aren't getting enough clitoral mm-hmm. stimulation. They just right. can't. The penis doesn't work that way. Your body, some of our bodies just, no matter how we move, we're just going to need a little, a little, a little something, something. No, mm-hmm. A little something, something. It's, it's just so true. Um, so yeah, I like, which, which clitoral toy do you like? I use the bullet. That's just so easy easy. to travel with. And the reason why I bought the bullet, I was at the airport and I fucking put my uh, toy in a sock, like in a sock to like (laughs) pack up. And it was a carry-on. I was going to New York, I think. And they opened it up. And when they opened it, it was like on the ground. And I was just like, oh my God, out of the sock it went, oh my God. And so I was like, you know what? It needs to be like a little more compact. And Mm -hmm. I just, the bullet just saves my life. So we'll just go with that. It does. The bullet is awesome. Little tiny little bullet. Yeah, Yeah. it does its job. I love the bullet. I have one on. I have one around my neck, actually. Yeah, you do. I have the Vesper necklace. It's a vibrating necklace. I should have brought you one. I'll bring you one. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's the speed, though? Okay. Yeah. No, I want to give this to you. I'm going to, we'll give you, it's called the Vesper by Crave. Check this out. That sounds legit. Hold on, I'm reaching over. Wow. That's nice. Right. It charges USB. It's really cool. I told you about that my old assistant back in San Francisco, we lived in the same building. And she asked me, it's like, oh, can you help me move this bed? And I was was helping her move it. And then, uh, this thing fell on the ground and I pick it up and I was like, oh, this thing looks kind of like a bullet. What is this? And then I hit the button and it started vibrating. That's amazing. Her whole face is turned red. We never want died. anyone else to be touching or knowing about our yeah. sex like, So that's a necklace honest. though. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a necklace and it charges USB. Well, I'll bring you one next time. It's yeah, called I'd the Vesper by Crave. You can get it at goodvibes.com and then it charges USB and you just plug it in. I know. I'm and wear it around your neck all yeah. the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. So in you the are car. Never, yeah, you're just, you're good to go. Sometimes I have no water. I forget my ID, but like I've got <laughs> Yeah. vibrate around my neck so Priorities. it's always a good day exactly I totally prioritize it so that's good um I was wondering if maybe you could help us answer some emails yeah from the listeners love to after uh we give a big shout out to the people who make this show possible which is what we're going to do first mm-hmm. right Madison okay so how we're going to do that is going to they're there <laughs> okay speaking of orgasms and stuff I need to talk to you about the flashlight. Oh, this is about the penis. Have you ever used a flashlight? No. Male masturbation sleeve. Uh, no, but I've used the Glow Buddy, but tell me about the flashlight. Okay. So the flashlight is a male masturbation sleeve, so it looks and feels like the real deal. Mm-hmm. Has patented skin material, so it feels like their their penis is inside of a vagina. Sure. Or an anus, whatever they want. Okay. They have them a lot of them like like modeled after um, porn stars, playmates, but they also just have ones that just look like a regular like, you know, they look nondescript, but it looks like a flashlight. But it's a flashlight, has a little cap on it. And, you know, we've got so many toys, as we're saying, but men only have their hand. Mm-hmm. And so if you use a flashlight, it uh, you can help you last longer in bed. They've got the stamina training unit. They've got the flashlight Go, which is great for travel. And now there is the, the Quick Shot. So the Quick Shot is like the size of a camera lens. 
And so let's say, how do you feel about blowjobs, giving blowjobs or handjobs? If I really like the guy, then I'm all about that You're life. You're down. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're about that life. Mm-hmm. She's in the blowjob life. <laughs> so the quick shot helps make it even easier because you can put it on his penis you could, or a handjob. And um, it just, it's a little thing. It goes around like when your mouth is going up and down. It's just it's a suction. It feels amazing. You use lots of lube with it. Guys love it. They go crazy. So if you want a flashlight, check it out. Go to sexwithemily.com. Click on the flashlight banner. Use code Emily and you get a free bottle of their award-winning flesh lube. I love lube. How do you feel about lube? I just tried coconut oil. Oh. Um, it was more of a production than it was an like actual. messy? It smelled like coconut? And in what? the back of my head, I think of like KY jelly as lube only. So I'm like, is this going to make me burn? Oh. Is this like, so I'm just like, this is an experiment. Let's have fun. So rubbing it on each other was great. But in the back of my head, I was like, this is the first time. I don't know how my body's going to react to right. it. So. But it reacted fine. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because I always think people need a, li- a little bit of a lube to stuff. I like it. But um, coconut oil is great. And actually, I wouldn't use KY from the drugstore because it's not as good. Like the other brands, the ones that have a little more, like I like Sliquid or Pure. You know, they're a little more expensive, but they won't burn your vagina. Okay, like, well, that's that good. Stuff happened. Yeah, I'll tell you. We should have brought a goodie. We'll bring you one <laughs> next time we come. Okay, we're going to do some emails. All right. Okay, everyone, thanks for emailing us. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. And we love hearing from you. And if you could just tell us how old you are and where you are writing from where you live and how you listen to the show. We would love that. Dear Emily, how can I tell if a woman is being nice because of her job or if she might be interested in me? I was in my local bank and I had a problem and the lady who was helping me asked another lady to come over to help. The lady who came over was stunning, my dream girl. When I left the bank, I told her I owed her a cup of coffee for her help. I asked her how she liked her coffee, she told me. So I told her I would surprise her and I went about my day. I came back later that afternoon with the coffee and we chatted a little. I've done this another time three weeks later. What kind of signs would let me know if I should try to pursue her further? Thanks for your help. C. Ooh, that's a tricky it's one. Really How tough. do you know if a woman's yeah. interested or not? Um, did she throw away the cup of coffee? She's like, thanks, dude. I don't know. <laughs> or did I don't she know. drink it? See, I have a question, too, mm-hmm. about that. So I'm with homies. Uh, question. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend thinks if a girl just says hello back, the guy will take it as she's interested. Really? So, yeah, that's like, also a cultural thing, too, maybe, right? No, both of my exes. Oh, both of them? They- because really? in, in our industry, I meet a lot of um, directors, male models, blah, blah, blah. And so if I'm, and I'm friendly but not flirty. Um mm-hmm. And the way that I say hi or the way that I interact, they tell me that it could be uh, misinterpreted as being interested. I'm like, no, no, no. But I have a boyfriend and I tell them, he goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, we take the slightest sign and you smile at us. And it's like, oh, well, if something doesn't work out with the boyfriend, then I'd be the first one that she calls. So I'm kind of confusing this because my I feel like I'm naive when it comes to yeah. shit like this. Well, All I right. Think- this is the first time I'm ever hearing this. But again, I don't hang out with a bunch of male models where <laughs> women might be interested in me if I just say hello to them, you know? Right. So that might you might be in a different stratosphere than the average <laughs> she's in another stratosphere look at <laughs> yeah, it right. average no if person, you're in line getting every, coffee and a guy yeah. bumps into you says oh i'm sorry and you look back and you're like oh no problem and he goes how's your day oh good it's mm-hmm. you continuing the conversation even though you're just being polite that that guy might be like oh we're still going so as right. with this guy he keeps bringing her coffee I, for me, I would be polite and strike up conversation mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that i'm interested that being said as a woman, I don't really flirt or give signs, so I don't know. Right. 
how I would say, I'd be upfront and be like, you want to go out sometime. Exactly. As, for well, me, that, I that, would say that. Totally. I think that he's like pussyfooting around and yeah. he just needs to be like, hey, so let's take this coffee. You know, now I want, let's, let's go to lunch. Let's graduate to lunch. I'd love to take you to lunch sometime. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? And then he'll get the answer. She might be like, no, I'm not interested. Or I have a boyfriend or I have something. I a boyfriend. Right. And then you'll know. And then you don't have to waste all your money on coffee. Bring in this coffee because mm-hmm. you'll know. Because mm-hmm. I think the signs are, are blurred because I, I think when I was reading this, like for me, I know that I'm, I'm a very friendly person and I'm always nice to everybody. I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's it. But I've, I've often, it's often been confusing to men where they think I'm flirting because I also am a little flirty. Yeah. I think I've gotten less flirty so. Do you think? Maybe. Do you know I don't me? know. I don't. I know. You don't pay attention. But. <laughs> are you flirty just by nature? Are you I am flirty, flirty because by nature. you are mm. still open-minded and maybe things will happen. Kind of, but you know what? I think I'm flirty by nature because this has been since like I was, you know, high school. You're like, oh, you're, is she flirting? I'm like, no, I'm just like a really, like I like meeting men, women, mm-hmm. I'm open. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it can be misconstrued a lot, but I'm also not like an angry, like I'll say hi if you say hi, I'll strike up a conversation, men, women. And so I think that it can be, you know, misread sometimes that, that women are interested. I think guys just want to look at, and he's like, I hope she is, I'll go for that. Mm-hmm. And so if they ask me out though, I'll be clear. I'm like, no, you know, I'm not, thank you so much. And in fact, since I've been doing the show for so long, I know that a lot of our listeners have the same exact question. Mm. A lot of guys can't read the signs from women, and women can't read the signs from men. And then you hit your head like years later, like, I didn't know you liked me. So I think you just got to ask. You just got to like, do you want to go out? That's how you get your answer. Or, you know, are you interested? So then you just don't waste your time like worrying or or being letting fear stop you too. Mm -hmm. Like guys like, I don't want to be rejected. Well, guess what? We're all going to be rejected. Like that's part of life. That's what makes you stronger. And so... Just uh, just go for it. You know what's weird though is I feel like with all my guy friends and I've asked them and you can, as a man, you can say for your girlfriend, all my guy friends said that they would rather their girlfriend be a bitch to other men rather than being sweet. And this is all my guy friends. So if you're in line, said coffee line, and a guy looks over and you, you know, he says, oh, I'm sorry. And you just like give them like the nod and then go straight back. It shows right away that you're not interested. And he said, that's because... We don't want our girl to seem available, but also we don't want that guy to be kind of confused too. Like, oh, it is open for conversation. This has been, I've asked all of my guy friends and they said they would rather their girl be a bitch to any other man so it doesn't confuse the guy. And I'm like, I would feel so wrong. Somebody bumps into me and I don't say like, oh, no, 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 don't worry Mm. about it. I might even like touch like their Mm. shoulder and be like, it's okay. And if you take that as like me advancing towards you, then it's like, oh, like that's a weird that's feeling. That's just jealousy, me. I think, from men. Like that's your boyfriend's so- wanting to protect themselves. Oh no, no, not him. Like no, I'm saying, no, my exes, mm-hmm. right? Or your guy friends guy in general. Friends. Guy, okay, that's yeah, guys that's a in bit, general. Bit extreme. The only situation where I would probably want you to be a bitch. If there's somebody that you know that I don't like and you're being nice to them, that would right. that would annoy me. But the disrespect. Yeah, that's uh-huh. very rare. Though. Because I could be nice, and then if I see that they're coming on, I'll just say, mm. you know, I have a boyfriend. And there's even been guys though. Oh, since I, so I say, since I've been doing the show, that and I realize that so many men have this issue that, and it's so hard for them to get up the courage just to ask a woman out. I mean, we just hear that it, it can be paralyzing for men, for so many. And so when I've had guys ask me out, I've said. Thank you so much for asking me, you know, no, I have a boyfriend or I'm not interested, but please keep asking women out and like, don't let this be discouraging. I think it's awesome how you did it. Like I give them feedback. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel that bad. I give them five bucks. No, just kidding. But I'm like, <laughs> keep going. Like, that's good for you because it's really hard. I didn't know that, that it's like traumatizing for men. That's okay. Mm. It is pretty much. I didn't know that either until I started the show ten- and got all these emails and then started talking to like dating coaches and, and just getting thousands of emails over the years that 
for men, it can be, I mean, yeah, definitely at a young age. Like, definitely guys. Like, and I didn't know that guys in high school, all they were thinking about was banging you. Even in college. Like, that's all the, their mind is consumed with sex. And I didn't know that either. I also didn't know the problem that they have just approaching women. And so I have such empathy now, sympathy for them. And I want to try to, like, help them and encourage them because I, I just feel bad. I, I feel that and it's also something that you have to overcome. Right, right. And it's like a muscle. And once you get used to asking women out and you're like, oh, got rejected. It's okay. I'm not going to die. Like men always says, like, you're yeah. not going to die mm-hmm. from Nothing asking Nothing physically out. bad is going to happen to you. Your right. feelings might be hurt a little bit, but you just move on to the next. Right. And it's a lot of younger guy thing. I mean, some guys suffer into their older years. Yeah. I mean, you get more and more confident as you get older. Yeah. So I just want to help them out here. Okay. We got an oral sex question, which is my favorite topic. Mm-hmm. Dear Emily, I'm having casual sex with a friend tomorrow. I'm bringing condoms, lube, etc., but I'm not sure if I need to bring anything else. Also, I'm scared of eating out. When I've been in this spot before, I've been that guy who's refused, pussied out. Now I'm fully aware that she loves oral, period. What the hell should I do? How should I pre- prepare myself to do something that I know it's going to be hard? The smell, it's new, and perform well, at least decent. Sincere, sincerely, Matt, long-time listener. First time going down. Hmm. I think he's got to stop psyching himself out. Because whenever you're trying something new, you have to work through your fears. Get out of your head. Let go of expectations. She knows that you haven't done it. Like, it sounds like they're friends. Mm-hmm. And she's really into oral sex. And the good thing is that he's with someone that could be a teacher, I think. And he could just be like, what, what do you like? But first, go slow. Warmer up, do the regular foreplay things. Don't go dive right for the clitoris. Don't you agree that if you're not warmed up and guys go right for it, that you can just it can be uncomfortable? Do you feel that way? Yeah, um, but I am right there with <laughs> with him. You're scared. Yeah. Well, you've got. So, what would you say are oral sex tips to go I, on a woman? I don't give head unless I'm in a relationship. So, and I don't expect the guy to do it to me because I'm not going to do it to them. It's a, res- it's a respect thing. So it's like, hey, homie, I'm not going to do that. So you don't have to. Sometimes I do think foreplay is overrated. And I think that when you're caught up in the moment, you just go straight to having sex. I'm okay with that. That being said, if he does want to do that and and he wants to enjoy it, then a friend would be the best person to, to teach test him. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are your best tips for oral sex on a woman? On a woman, um, well, for me, what I like, and guys don't really do it as often as they should, is fingers and tongue. Like a lot of guys just think that the alphabet with their tongue or right. um, going from the clit to in, it's just, there's, the woman's so complicated. I, I'm jealous of the guys being able to get off no matter what, no you matter know, what. and that's something that I've always envied. But for us, it is like a, a Rubik's Cube, like, and, and it sucks for them. What? See, best guess ever. <laughs> Menace Swear. always says that vaginas are the Rubik's Cube of life. Yeah, it is. I've My quoted you once. Right <laughs> he loves you. He doesn't um, really like anyone. And, it, and like I, and it sucks because I am a woman and I want to have good oral done to me. But at the end of the day, the chances are it's probably not going to be as good as having having sex. Yeah. I gotcha. So, I mean, I'm kind of giving him like a, hey, you don't have to because she might like it, but she also might be super sensitive and it's easy for her. But for all the girlfriends that I've talked to, we enjoy it, but we wouldn't choose it over sex, like at all. Wow. Because See, Emily I said would. I would straight up, straight up not be with somebody if they didn't I wouldn't really? be with someone if they didn't want to, if they didn't go down on me. She's all about it. 
Yeah. Is I, it an ego thing? Oh, no, no. I, I, I love it. Like, it, okay. I'm quite, it warms me up. Then I can have, like, more orgasms during sex if I already had, like, knock one out during oral. It gets me, like, super turned on. I, like I get more turned on by giving the guy that I'm into head than him touching me at all. Okay, so can we – this – Wow. This – it's amazing. You just gained like 10,000 followers. Here's up. the thing. <laughs> just hitting follower on t- Twitter. And um, so many men and women mm-hmm. don't feel that way. And they think, in fact, women all the time are like, how can I learn to enjoy it? Like, how That's can I get crazy. turned on? And you know what it is? And again, like I, I can have my guy on the show or whatever. So we could not be dry humping or anything. And if if I go down with him, and that's the first kind of um, interaction we have sexually and he puts his finger down there, like, I'm good to go. Like, it's just, and so it's like an actual, there's proof. I'm not just saying like, oh, yeah, I want my man to be happy. It's like my body tells me, and it's me making the guy that I care about or the girl that I care about feel good. And that's something that, again, with intimacy is weird for me. But as long as they're feeling good, that turns me on. I think with guys too, when guys Mm -hmm. enjoy going down on girls or getting a girl off, that turns them on. The second a girl says, I'm going to come, they're like, oh, me too. So... For me, 100%, I would rather me give the guy that I'm into head than him going down on me. Wow. Okay. And, but, and you're still having pleasure during during sex. That's that's mm-hmm. amazing. Like I always tell women, like, you know, it's an extension of someone that you, you like or that you love and they're, peen- you know, get into the moment of giving them pleasure because that can feel really good. But if people aren't in that mindset as being a giver, you, you know, you can't talk them into it. But I think that that's, that's great and you're a great example of that because people just don't get it. But I think for him, you know. But the basic tips are just, you know, make contact with the clitoris, start very slow, rubber thighs, lick, lick, lightly. Yeah, the kissing on the inside mm-hmm. of the thighs, that's like... That's amazing. Sometimes better than the clit. It's right. just that that feeling, you're just like, oh. There's so many nerve endings mm-hmm. everywhere. It's not just the 8,000 in the clitoris. It's like all over that region. So mm-hmm. just go slow, use your hands, pay, you know, and mouth and fingers, and pay attention and ask her questions. She's a great teacher for you, I think. And use your fingers. Mm-hmm. She might not like it, though. Some women do, some women don't. That's it. Oh, I know yeah, they don't. Some women don't. Well, they're not all the same, Emily. They're the Rubik's Cube of life. <laughs> yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Um, okay. So we could get into another email? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, this one. Do you want that one? Which one do we want here? Mixed feelings over X. Dear Emily, I'm struggling to keep my relationships. Every time I date someone, it seems like the feeling on the feelings on my part fade quickly. It's terrible. My latest ex signed up for the Marines, and before he joined, I broke up with him because it seemed like the feelings faded. We're still good friends. Before he left, we spent a few hours together and talked and hung out. It seemed like he was sort of flirting with me, and then he mentioned he has a girlfriend. I sort of miss him, but I don't know whether it's because I'm jealous he's with someone else or I really miss him. He's a great guy. He's at a boot camp now, gets back in 10 weeks, and I need to figure out what I'm feeling before he gets back and I possibly make a huge mistake. Please help me. I'm tired of feelings fading. And then feel them again after a few months. Obscure I know. in Oklahoma. I mean, can I just jump yeah, in real quick? No. I mean, she didn't hang out with the guy for a while. And then she got to hang out with him again and it felt exciting again. And it will just fade away. You know, <laughs> please help me. Signed every girl. Yeah, ever. <laughs> you know exactly. He's so cool now, and I miss him. And then you're back with him for a couple of weeks, and you're like, oh, now I know why I'm I left him. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's classic, right? You like someone, then they mm-hmm. go away, or you hear they have a, another girlfriend, and you get attached again. I mean, I think this is like classic attachment issues that a lot of us have. That you, um, you know, you get 
that you get we get attached, and she might be also be having some intimacy things too, intimacy issues because when you when you you get something that you think you want, and then you have it, and then you realize it could get closer, your feelings might fade after that as well because you're like, oh, I already got it, but I don't want to get closer. It could you know, so that's kind of an attachment slash intimacy thing, and it's also true. And it sounds like she's younger. She might be young, in her early 20s, I'm guessing. I mean, if he just joined the Marines. Right. Yeah. Let's just say that. So I think that um, that she probably realizes what just happened. Okay. That she. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't even know what's happening here. <laughs> They're own. on the computer at the same time, guys. No, because I wanted it's... to find it. It just like jumped around. I don't know what happened. Uh, like Madison can control. M- just to let everybody know what's going on, Madison can control. My document. Emily. And I wanted to read what else she said here. Um, <laughs> So I'm guessing she's young. Inside. I think she's just got to, you know, st- take take a step back because you already ended it with him. And now you're classically yeah. stating that he's got a girlfriend and so you're now you're interested in again. She's a woman. Just go somewhere and say you're available and you'll find somebody. It's easy. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the feelings going up and down, that's something that we all deal with until we don't. Until you meet mm-hmm. someone and you're ready. And you must, just might not be ready right now. But don't. It's got a girlfriend. Let him go with that. And you can yeah, be friends with them. You don't need all that unnecessary drama exactly. for someone that you think you still might like. Well, I think also you have the other side where it's maybe they broke up for stress, you know, reasons reasons that we don't know about. And then she starts the whole grass is greener on the other side. She goes, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be this tough. I'm all speaking for her. It shouldn't be right. this tough. <laughs> um, and she goes, let's just part ways because clearly we're better off, you know, without each other. And then you start to date and maybe he's also just into it, you know, jumped into a new relationship. And then you're like, wait a minute, all of these like weird things I have to start over with somebody else. We should have just fixed what we had because what we had is very different than all of the guys that I date. And the second that another girl is mm-hmm. present, you're just like, shit, he was a good guy and maybe I fucked up. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it could be the realization like, oh, somebody else will value him and I should have. So, and I've been in that situation to where I've just been kind of like a bitch where I'm like, it's done, like get your shit, mm-hmm. like we're, we're over. We shouldn't be fighting as much as this. And it's like everybody else does. But with social media, we see the relationship goals and we Ugh. see everybody else in this happy picture. So we're like, well, I'm going to find that later on. If it's not with you and you're not going to bend to me, I'll find that. And it's like, no, no, no. Relationships are work. If you love somebody, you have to do it. It's true. They so are it could work. be that for her. Um, uh, maybe she's just, you know, miserable being alone. So she wants to be back with him. But I think it could be a real realization of like, hey, yeah, we good were point. good together and maybe we should have worked on it. Yeah, that yeah. could be it too. I mean, that's a good. I, I agree with that. I think a lot of people just give up too easy Agreed. these days. Yeah, Agreed. I, I, and then they agree. feel sorry about it. They you know? give up, but then also, what do you think about it? I know I love that you met your boyfriend over Instagram because, mm-hmm. again, there are so many ways to meet people now. And Metis, you made a great point, surprisingly, a few weeks ago, <laughs> um, where... I always were, do. You just no, fail kidding, to recognize always do. But it was awesome because uh-huh. we were talking about, and there's a lot of talk about this lately, how social media has changed the way we date. Not just online dating, but even beyond that now that even if you're, like you were saying, you're sitting on your couch... At home alone, you still have 10,000 people you could have access mm-hmm. to just sitting there and text and like and poke and all that stuff. So there is this certain, like, it's not working, but there's 8,000 other people I could date right now that are I all liked my photo. Media. I hate it. You do? I hate it for relationships. I mean, what does my ex say? Um, a shoulder to... A shoulder to lean on or a shoulder to cry on is a dick to ride on. So it's mm-hmm. like all of these people on social media that look great and the face tune and morphing their their bodies and uh-huh. their life is so glamorous. The second that you and your girl get in a fight, 
you can just go there and be like, oh, well, that bitch wants me. Look right. at this DM. So I yeah. hate it uh, for that reason. And I have met him on it. But and he's <laughs> a great looking guy. So he gets DMs all the time to where it's like you have to be cautious because you are scared. It's not even insecurity on your part because you know that you're a great person. It's like one like minute fight could be like, you know what? I have 10 other bitches or me. Like I have rich guys that are offering me the world. Right. And you do give up. And then you just kind of like go completely um, opposite ways to where it's like, oh, like it isn't as great as everybody, you know, seems. And this bitch that's hot is crazy and she's right. stabbing people. Like yeah. nobody knows what it is, but it's losing the connect with meeting face to face. The guy getting coffee for the girl. It's so much easier on social media, but it's also a curse because it is that whole fear of like asking out in person. It's different to type behind a, a keyboard yeah. than to get the balls up and be like, I like you. Do you like me? You right. lose sight of like what was important in the first place. Exactly. I totally agree. And that, that that there is a certain generation now that grew up, this gen, you know, a younger generation that only grew up with the phones and they don't know how to even talk. It's not even, mm-hmm. get, talk about asking out, but even just how to like approach mm-hmm. them and talk to them. Yeah. And like I was at a concert, I went to Acoustic Christmas, uh, Acoustic Christmas, the K-Rock thing. And it was funny because there was like pockets of women that were, we were like in the back, the VIP, whatever area, but there was like lots of women that were like, you know, probably like 22, early 20, and they were all like pot, four of them, little all on their phones, like for like an hour. And it's like, but there were guys around, and you could meet, they're like, Vaughn look really good on Instagram for some people out there in the world. Mm-hmm. But yet, there was all these other people they could have been talking to, and it's just like, it's a safety shield. Even like when you go to dinner or lunches, the girls, you know, the girls or guys, where, and I yell at my boyfriend for this, where they're, where we could be talking, and their phones are, and they see like an Instagram pop up or like a Snapchat thing, and they're just like, and you're like mid conversation, right. and 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 the people that you're there with, like for me, whenever I go to dinner, it goes in my purse, that's- and that's something that I want to teach my son. And somebody's like, "Well, did you get your son a phone yet?" I was like, "My phone, my son's seven. They're like, oh. "Yeah, my my son has had a phone for." I'm like. Are you kidding me? And I'm the crazy one. I'm like, bitch, I didn't even have a beeper. Like, yeah. I was like, I had to walk to school hoping that, you know, I wouldn't get, you know, picked up by somebody. Like, the fact that we're giving the, the youth this early and the DMs that I get that are the most pervy are from kids. Oh, really? Are from teenagers where you're just like, yeah, go back like, to school, do yeah. your homework. And it's nasty things that they write. And I actually posted, and I felt bad, I posted... um a blast of every single pervy kid no and I posted it on uh, Instagram and on Twitter and I said whoever is raising these boys need to actually take more time away from their job and uh, focus on raising no them way. with their handles with yeah their with their prayer. handles I mean it was like things that not even the dirtiest like one of my guy friends talking to one of his boys would say like it's wow. bad because they're learning it in porn and so mm-hmm. young and they're also there's no balls say that to my face yeah. you would oh, never would say never that, say that. To, that's never. what I'm saying yeah. and that's what that's what we're teaching our they youth they couldn't even come and ask you to take a selfie if they saw you and they were a fan but they could send you things like that yeah I know yeah oh, that's a good point well yeah don't get your kid a phone for a while nope <laughs> um, okay Jessa um, everyone should check out your podcast please get it podcast one and tell me we're gonna have all of this on my website as well but what can people look for like in your podcast coming up anything great shows anything goes with Jessa Hinton I'm actually going to have my seven-year-old on oh so that is literally like anything goes like one week it's relationships um yeah he definitely wants to break into the business and you know the the Bill Cosby thing can kids say the darndest things yeah Yeah. oh this this kid so I'm gonna actually have him on uh, around the holidays and we're gonna talk about all the things that he got that he uh, wanted for Christmas that he didn't get for I Christmas. Um, so yeah, so that's the next that's thing I'm awesome. going to have. Yeah. Okay, cool. great. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here with us. It's so thank great you. to meet you. And um, thank you, Menace. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Producer Madison. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone, for uh, just 
being you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, so I'm going to talk about one more thing here, and that is the magic wand, Jessa. <laughs> Jessa, do you know about the magic wand? Tell me. The magic wand is the Cadillac of all vibrators. You know that you ever use the magic wand? No. Plugs into the, okay. It used to plug into the wall. It was like that big thing with the, okay. Okay. So, oh my God, it is the Cadillac of all vibrators. It plugged into the wall, but now this year it became rechargeable, um, unplugged. 30 years it's been around, provides powerful penetrating vibrations, it's external only. It's liberated from your bedroom wall. The ma- mind-blowing magic wand is the closest to an orgasmic sure thing many of us has, have ever experienced. And now it's unplugged. So check it out. It's your sure thing on the go. And you can go to magicwandrechargeable.com.